Crafty Mama Mur, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I'm here with Maggie. Hello again. For the final episode of the series of the seven first dates I went on as a single mom, the do's, the don'ts, and the lessons learned. Today, we are going to just jump right in and talk about Mr. Seven, the travel nurse. Here we go. Here we go. So I just posted on Crafty Mama Murr's story, and I said, how much detail should I include in Mr. Seven's episode? And the options were all of it, Murr, a little filter, don't ruin his life, be professional. So from my followers, 80% of people said all of it, Murr. 10% said a little filter. 5% said don't ruin his life. And 5% be, said be for professional. So 80% of you said all of it, Murr, and that's what I'm going to give you. Yep. <laughs> so the 20% who told me to tone it down and don't ruin his life, meh. Maybe you'll reconsider. <laughs> you don't have to listen. Yeah. yeah. And this is my experience, and I am ready to do this episode and ready to be done talking about my dating life at the center of this podcast. We're going to get started now. So where I found him, the day Mr. Five and I ended, I would download Hinge, double down, pay for the premium subscription, and match with Mr. Seven the next day. First, people were like, wait, what happened to Six? <laughs> and uh, Six was a week before Five ended, but also... Mr. Five and I took two and a half weeks to end our situationship, and we were not together, and Mr. Six and I just went out to lunch. But like I said, I doubled down and paid for the premium subscription on Hinge. And so I filtered that they were over 28 years old because I was looking for someone a little more mature. They were college educated. They wanted children, and they were within 35 miles of me. And the person that popped up was Mr. Seven. We started messaging and we did like the customary, where do you work? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And then I just was sitting there and I'm like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for the small talk. So I messaged him and said, have you ever called on this app before? And he said, no, have you? And I said, nope. And I hit the call button. So I called him through the app and he answered and he's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, my name's Miranda. I have a 30 minute drive from work to until I go pick up my girls so tell me about yourself what can I know and it was like the most Miranda thing I've done yep I was just gonna say that's a strong start but that's a Miranda start <laughs> but he he led right into it and we just started talking and I said where are you from and he said Fort Smith Arkansas and I couldn't tell where he was saying where he's from because when he said it with his southern accent which I don't really think he had that much of a southern accent but whenever he would say Fort Smith it sounded like Fort Smead so it wasn't, and I'll, I'll get to that later, but I always thought he was saying Fort Smead. I'm like, where's Fort Smead? And then I'm like, oh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. He was a ICU travel nurse. He was so from Arkansas. He had just been in Arizona, but he was coming back up to Minnesota. So he said he had been in Minnesota since like February, and that was in June. So he had been here a few months, but he didn't know anything about a Minnesota winter. He got here at the end of February. So yeah, it doesn't count. Nope. It doesn't count. You got to be here for a full 12 months before you can say anything. Oh, yeah. He was the oldest of five brothers. So we just started talking and I asked him, where do you see yourself in five years? And he kind of was like, um, and I was like, what you don't. And I said, it's OK if you don't know. And he very confidently was like, no, I know where I want to be in five years. And I was like, OK. And he said, everything I'm doing right now is to set my future family up for success. I'm going back to school, so I don't have to be a night nurse anymore. And I can have a, more of a nine to five job. And I want to be there for my kids. And I can be there. And that was like the most attractive thing he could have said to me. I think what happened was like 
I kind of realized he didn't have a lot of friends here because he was a travel nurse. And so I said, well, are you doing anything? And tomorrow night he's like, no, I don't have any plans. I'm like, okay, why don't you come out to the date night podcast with my friend and I? And he was like, the what? And I'm like, okay, how do I explain this to someone quick? Because at this point I was like five minutes away from picking up my daughters at daycare. Basically there's one guy and he's going to go on a date with three different women for 10 minutes and we're going to sit there and watch it all happen in a studio audience. And he was like, okay. And I was like, so just text me your number and I'll text you and we'll go there. Well, then I went to go get the girls and I forgot to text him back. (laughs) So then the next morning, and I think it was like at 10 a.m. and I was like, okay, date night podcast, we're going to go. I had texted my friend Kaylee, who I was going to the date night podcast with, and I said, hey, Kaylee, can I bring a guy with to this? And she goes, as long as it's not Mr. Five. (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) I was like, down, Kaylee, down, because Mr. Five did a number. I think I went a little easier on his episode than I could have, but whatever. He was the chill boy, and that is what he was. (laughs) Kaylee was like, yeah, sure, he can come. Who is he? So I sent Kaylee screenshots of his entire Hinge profile and said, like, this is him. He's a travel nurse. He's 29. What else did I say? I can't remember. Like 29, but that's really all I knew. I knew he was a travel nurse from Arkansas. He wanted children someday and he had this great five-year plan. Oh, and he was 6'3 and had a beautiful smile, like good teeth. We like those things. (laughs) Check, check, check. (laughs) We get to the date night podcast and it's Kaylee and I. And I'm looking around because I know he's going to be walking up soon. And I saw a guy and my heart just dropped because I was like, if this is him, he's 5'10". And I was about to just be like, I am done. I am so done. Oh, I got like my blood started boiling. And then because the guy was like walking over to me and I'm like, if this man says he's seven, I'm going to be like, the hell you are. (laughs) All of a sudden I look and in a cute little blue button up and cargo shorts walks Mr. Seven looking just like a dad. Like he. Yes, he did that day. (laughs) He looked like a dad and I was here for it. He gets there and I'm like, hi, I'm Miranda. And I introduced him to Kaylee. And he ran and went to the bathroom. Hindsight, I think it was because he needed to wash his hands, but he was kind of a germaphobe being a nurse. We get there and the show starts. What I didn't realize is that on the Date Night podcast, one of the contestants was uh, someone who went to our school's little sister. So there were like 30 people from our university there. So everyone was walking up to us and they were like, Miranda. And I'm like, hi, I'm Miranda. And then I'm standing next to this man and then I'm like, and this is Seven. And I introduced him to like 30 people that night because not only was I friends with one of the contestants on the show and the, their whole like friend circle, but I also used to sponsor the Date Night podcast for season three. And shameless plug, I will be sponsoring the Date Night podcast again, December 5th and December 12th. Woo! I'm super excited to be back with the Date Night podcast. I love the entire production team. It's just a fun atmosphere to be in. It's so fun. Honestly, just try it out. Yeah. And maybe after I tell you a little bit more about this first date, I'll convince you. But you should come out or you should listen because it's a fun, entertaining thing to do on a weekday night. Everyone kept coming over and I looked at him and I'm like, I said... I also should probably tell you, I know a lot of people, so... (laughs) Another strong start for Miranda. I know. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. So the show started, and then they would go on these dates, and we'd sit there and watch these 10-minute dates, and then they would have, like, a five-minute intermission. Well, during those intermissions, we would take off our headphones, and Kaylee and I looked at Seven, and we would ask him every question that was just asked in that 10-minute date. And again, 
he took it like a champ. So we were asking him like, what's your biggest red flag? What's your biggest green flag? Like, what's your food crime? Your favorite food crime? Oh. And so what's your favorite food crime? And I'll go first because I think from the Midwest, a lot of people think our food crime would be ranch with pizza. Like people don't think that that's actually a combination that should be made Mm -hmm. outside of the Midwest. (laughs) But we love our ranch and I put ranch on everything. I mean, maybe just like any form of salad that actually has like a consistency of whipped cream oh. or like Snicker bars like <laughs> yeah. any of those like all for it but yep. that's my salad yeah his food crime though was that he would eat cereal dry and I was like like put it in a bowl with a spoon he's like no like just eat it out of the bag I'm like well that's not too yeah bad. I that's mean not... I do that for a snacky yeah. poo yeah you snacky know. poo <laughs> <laughs> but we were asking him like questions left and right and he was answering them all and I remember and Kaylee was going so hard on him though at one point he like went up to go to the bathroom and I was like Kaylee chill like you need to bring it down a little bit because she was drilling him she was like when was your last relationship why did it and she was like what's your longest relationship and he's like uh five years she goes why did it end he goes uh she cheated on me and i'm like sitting there on my first date with seven like kaylee i think we need to bring it down a second (laughs) keep in mind like he did come right after mr five so like all your friends are like extra protective of you at that time exactly so but he answered every question kaylee and i could ask and we ordered food I will say he did not pay for this date, but because of like the setup at that area, like you kind of like go up and order your own food at the window. And I was already hungry, so I ordered my food, but he did eat all of his food. So he got points green for flag. that. Yep, green flag. <laughs> so, so after the show ended, it seemed like he was like a really nice guy, but I could not tell if he was into me or not. We were like sitting next to each other the whole time and like our legs bumped, but like nothing else. And I, Honestly, I was like, does he think Kaylee's more attractive? Because, like, at one point, him and Kaylee were just talking, and I was like, is Kaylee going to steal my mans from me, like, on this first date? (laughs) After the show ended, I asked him, like, well, do you want to, like, keep hanging out or do something? He's like, yeah, what do you want to do? I was like, do you want to go to Stone Arch? He goes, what's Stone Arch? I'm like, I need to take you to Stone Arch Bridge. Mm -hmm. So we get to Stone Arch Bridge. It's a walking-only trail in Minneapolis um, right over the river. And it's just pretty, and at night they light everything up, too. We start walking, and Kaylee starts trailing, like, 15 feet behind us because the one thing about seven and I we walked at the same pace which is fast and so seven and I started walking and I looked at him and I said can I ask you something and he's like yes I'm like are you into PDA and he's like well nothing obscene and I said then why haven't you touched me <laughs> and he like going straight for it I love I just, it I, I couldn't at this not. point you're yeah. like let's go because <laughs> I couldn't tell if he liked me or not and we'd spent already three hours together so then he grabbed my hand and we started walking on stone arch hand in hand and now Kaylee's trailing like 30 feet behind us and then at one point we got so far ahead of Kaylee that we're like okay wait we need to stop and wait for her to catch up a little bit <laughs> like, but also I will say huge shout out to my friends because I started to make a list of friends I could bring on a a first date who would be there and I'm like Maggie Kaylee Josie well and I started like just listing off my friends I'm like well yeah almost anyone would just tag along for a date and be up for it and be there for me so like I I was laughing though because I was like yeah actually that list started getting really long as soon as I started listing off like who would actually like come and do a a first date with me (laughs) and I think we talked about like maybe your new rule is all the next first dates I know like you just drag one of us with I know I think I'm going to I think that's a good idea but so um, anyone's listening who's you know looking out for Miranda (laughs) heads up I might be there too (laughs) Maggie will be joining but we got to the end of Stone Arch and Kaylee was like 30 feet again behind us and I looked at him and he kissed me and it was a wonderful first kiss on Stone Arch Bridge and then Kaylee kind of got close so we stopped kissing but I 
asked him, well, do you want to go keep hanging out? And he's like, yeah, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's go to Ty's. We get to Ty's. And um, at this point, I had told him also, like, I don't drink. And he knew I had daughters. And we we were getting to know each other really well at the Date Night Podcast. So we go up to the bar and he asked me, do you mind if I have a drink? I know you don't drink, but is it okay if I have a drink? And it was such a nice act because I was like, no one asks me that anymore. And also, like, I'm okay being around alcohol and stuff. So, like, my family and friends don't need to ask me that. But, like, for someone who was just meeting me, that meant a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, you can have a drink. So he got a drink and he bought me and Kaylee our drinks too. And I think I, what I might go to if I'm ever at the bar is a ginger beer with a str- splash of cranberry and a lime because it's like a good drink, but it's not a drink drink. We got our drinks and there was like no one at the bar. I'm not even going to call it a club. It was a club when it was downtown. Now it's a bar when it's in uptown. But we started dancing and Kaylee was like, again, off in her own world, just dancing and having fun. And I was like, thanks, Kaylee. But him and I started dancing and it got spicy real quick. And we started forehead dancing. Oh, which... the forehead dancing. <laughs> it comes out. Maggie, what's forehead dancing? So picture Miranda with her forehead smashed up against whatever boy's <laughs> other forehead and just swaying, happily looking into each other's eyes. <laughs> no one else in the room matters. Just those foreheads. <laughs> just those foreheads. So we were straight forehead dancing in the club and like, making out and I was like oh boy Miranda you asked this man if he wanted PDA and he delivered like (laughs) I was like looking around and like no one was like and again we were sober so like I was like (laughs) he said nothing obscene but yet I don't know are we showing that line right now (laughs) and I looked at him and I said seven are you a good boy are you a bad boy and he goes well I could be like a bad boy if you wanted me to and I'm like you're a good boy but that's exactly what my heart wanted like I was like I want a good boy and I think this man is a good boy yeah we kept dancing and at one point Kaylee had her shoes off because she's like yep I'm just gonna like dance and the nice thing about wearing bell-bottom jeans is I don't have to wear these (laughs) shoes or whatnot we get in his car and I also wanted to mention he said he drove a Mercedes-Benz But when we got in his car, he's like, oh, well, this is a rental because my car is getting fixed. And like in me, I was like, is this a red flag? Does this man not actually have a car? And I was worried that I was like, so he was driving us around in this like big Mercedes Benz SUV. And I'm like, is this actually his car? Like, is it actually a rental? And I just was like, I'm like, oh, you can't trust anyone, can you? (laughs) So we get back and he drops Kaylee and I off and kiss me goodbye and um Kaylee and I got in the car and we were just like oh my gosh who was that man like we were just like Kaylee was smitten for me I'm gonna just do a spoiler alert before we jump into it Mr. Seven and I hung out six days in a row as well so both Mr. Five and Mr. Seven and I had good first dates and then hung out for six days in a row they got a second date they got a second date yeah extended (laughs) extended first date after the first date what do you remember about him i remember you saying that you guys grilled him like hard (laughs) i'm like good because i was also in the protective mode like yeah let me hear let me hear what he's got to say so i do remember that you liked what you heard and the fact that he hung in there through what i knew was an intense first date considering (laughs) everyone knew you and the date night podcast is like a lot of energy at that event and like that it all worked out well still through all of that that was a very like good sign at the time Mm -hmm. I also I really liked the whole like seemed somewhat like sweet and like kind and like that like smiley I feel I don't know if smiley came up then might come up later it probably came up later because of all the pictures we would take maybe that was it but he but just the sense that he was like kind and sweet compared to what you've just been going through Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I I think I like told you all I'm like he said he wanted like if he ever got a dog it would be a golden retriever oh, and I yes. have a golden retriever and it's perfect. And but literally every person I sent a photo of him to they're like, "Oh my god, he's such a dad." Like that yes, and, yes, and that was outfit. like that was like a big takeaway and it was I was so happy with how the date went bringing Kaylee with and so like kind of circling back I do think that's like a really good way because it just felt like we were more hanging out it felt like less pressure and we like got to actually like get to know each other without it being like a one-on-one interview more of two-on-one interviews so we started hanging out and we hung out six days in a row and I'm gonna kind of go through some of my favorite memories with Mr. Seven through the summer so on day two of hanging out day three of knowing each other I went over to his house and he had some homework assignment to do and he I was sitting on the couch and he's like hold on I, I have to go take this test quick like they check to make sure there's no one in the background or no noise he's like just just don't go anywhere okay I'll be right back and he like ran into his room so I'm sitting on this couch in this man's house I'm like okay okay and he came back out and he had to do his hair that day and I was like well I can help and he was like well no I like don't you don't need to do my hair I was like no 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 I'm not gonna do your hair but if you need help with takedown like I can help you with the takedown part and so he was like really and I have two daughters with curly hair so I was like I know how to do this so it was the most intimate thing I have done with someone who I've known for less than a week because we sat there and I sat behind him and I helped take out his braids and I cannot tell you what the look on his face was when I said okay I'm done and he put his hand in the back he's like wait what you're done with all of that because I took out the braids so quick and it was just like fun to sit there and like help him and like I don't know, be in his hair it was, I don't know it, it was like I don't know yeah, how to explain I mean, it but that's not something you do with just everyone so right. I can see why that would be like a moment together Kaylee just texted me we don't ask how much information we're sharing on this podcast we're sharing it all lol <laughs> and there's Kaylee for and you. there's Kaylee literally as we're recording this <laughs> that was perfect but it was just like so intimate and I don't know how to like explain it other than that like I just but I I enjoyed it and I cared for him that much like that I was like yeah I'll help you do your hair so within that first week and I'll just kind of do like a blanket statement we went on lots of walks and again we were walking at the same pace which made me really happy we went and got burritos at multiple different places and we were doing um getting a lot of food and then one morning he was because I said he was a night nurse he was getting off work and I said well I can come meet you and we can get breakfast at 7 30 and then I will just go back to work he I got to his house and I'm like are you gonna change out of your scrubs he's like no, I'm a nurse. I'm going to wear these out. Maybe I'll get a free discount or someone will buy me my food. And I was like, what? But seeing him in those navy blue scrubs, woo! I was like, actually, you can wear those scrubs all the time, please. And thank you, sir. We went and got burritos. And it was, and then he started taking some of his like friend coworkers there, too. So it was fun. I was like, hey, here's Freddy's. Like within that first week, the conversations we were having, at one point, he said, I know this is going to sound forward, but I could see you having my babies. And I was like, oh, okay and like he just talked about like how he wants a family like the biggest thing he ever wants to be like as a father like what he wants to be is a father we talked about um him being homeschooled all k through 12th grade and um just we just were like really getting to know each other and then he was going back to arkansas for a week so he went down to arkansas and i was sitting there and i just i really liked this guy and he was saying that he was coming back and i asked him do you have any plans for the fourth of july and he's like no i work on the fifth of july but i was like but you don't have plans to watch like the fourth of july you're not gonna watch fireworks with anyone he's like no so i was like would you like to come to go would you like to come see the fireworks 
with my friends and I and I, I said my daughters will be there but like you can just come with you know it's, it'll be a group of people it'll be good but then I was like you know what if he's gonna hang out with me I'm not gonna have him just show up at 9 p.m and like try to coordinate the fireworks so I asked him I said do you want to come I'm gonna go to this pool party on the 4th of July like there'll be like a lot of people there do you want to come and he's like yeah I'll come well then six days until the 4th of July he I was like okay you're still gonna come he's like yeah and then like five days I was like all right like you driving back from Arkansas soon he's like yeah and then it was like two days before and he's like okay I think I'm gonna leave tomorrow and of today and I was just like he's gonna bail he's not gonna come and then on the day of the 4th of July he like texted me and like I saw his name on my phone and I said I bet he's gonna bail and then he's like I'll be there in 35 minutes and I realized there are men out there who will not bail on you every time you make a plan and like we had made plans like 10 days pre like before the 4th of July and he stuck to it and that was where I started to really like appreciate his character because every time he said we would hang out we did he never left me on red he always texted me back which I'm like is such a sad standard like but it's it's a real thing mm-hmm. like especially not just dating but just in general like if someone shows up and actually does what they say I liked hearing that too a lot mm-hmm. at the time yeah like, ev- okay everyone okay. was really excited that he was punctual and like accountable and like reliable yeah he gets in the car keep in mind this is probably three weeks after me knowing him he had just been in Arkansas for like a week and a half but he was the first man that I introduced my daughters to but he gets in the car and Meta looks at him and looks at me looks at him again and looks at me and she goes whose daddy is he (laughs) (laughs) well meta he's not he's he doesn't have any babies why not and i'm just like sitting there like oh my god my three-year-old she's like does he have toys i'm like "Uh," i'm like he has a piano because he played the keyboard um but i was like no he doesn't have any babies meta (laughs) she's tough asking like the tough questions yeah no meta's like kaylee mode she's ready (laughs) we went to this pool party and it was so fun there was like probably 20 adults and like 30 kids like it was chaos and madness but everyone was helping each other and then we went to the fireworks and I told him I said well you know what the rules are with fireworks and he's like what I said if you see fireworks you have to kiss me so then when the fireworks started I kind of looked over at him and he's just leaned over and kissed me and I'm like thank you for enabling my mushiness thank you <laughs> sir we had a really good time other things we did over the summer this man drove everywhere and that made me so happy all summer long just to be like the princess passenger and his hand on my thigh was like the best thing and we would go for walks I think what I really enjoyed so much about Mr. Seven is like we just did life together we would go work out and then we'd go home and shower and then we'd eat and then he would do homework and I would crochet and then if it were um, a late night which what we would call our late night was that because he's a night nurse and had to like rotate his sleep schedule on the late nights we'd like stay up till 5 or 6 a.m which was super dumb on my part because I would stay up till 5 or 6 a.m and then wake up at 8 (laughs) a.m to go work but that's like I'm like a very all-in person so I'm like yeah you're late night sure you're gonna sleep from 6 a.m to 4 p.m but I'm fine just getting an hour and a half of sleep (laughs) nothing you can't handle (laughs) no I'm like sure but I just I love that we did life together all summer long and um he never complained about going for walks. We went for six, six and a half, seven mile walks on a weekly basis. Yeah, that was a huge green flag from my perspective, too, because that's what you literally love doing with all of your people in your mm-hmm. life. So the fact that he was doing that so much like, well, and, showed how much he cared. And he would do it without me. Like, he would go for walks by himself. So, like, one day I was like, oh, what'd you do today? He's like, oh, I went and walked, like, bidet. I'm like, you went, on our, you went to walk our place without me? But, like, it was cute because I'm like, he's not just doing this for me. This yeah. is what he already does. Again, uh, shout out to him for letting me use his bends for a couple of TikToks 
Justin Reels because I was like, wait, hold on. All these songs talk about a Benz. And so he would just say, oh, Miranda and oh, Miranda, what am I going to do with you? Or oh, Miranda. Like that was like probably one of the most things he said the most with me. But I mean, on those walks, we would have some of the best conversations. We talked about what our future would look like, what like we want. We talked about politics, religion, like stances on raising children, everything that we could have possibly talked about, we did. But we talked about it in depth. It wasn't like we were just like skimming over it. One day we were supposed to hang out that night and my friend texted me and she's like, hey, do you want to go to the orchestra? I can get two tickets or four tickets tonight. And I already had plans with him, but I I called him. I said, hey, you want to go to a concert tonight? And he's like, a concert? I'm like, well, it's an orchestra. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, we went and he had so much fun and I had so much fun. He's like, I actually was looking at going to this orchestra or going to a concert here at the orchestra. But it made me so happy that he didn't have to be on some substance to be there. He didn't need to be under the influence and he didn't complain about being there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to be like, hey, do you want to come and like convince him of it? I just asked and he said yes. Again, because I have no chill, it was like three days of knowing each other that I told him, I said, look, I like talking to you and I don't want to talk to someone who's talking to someone else. And he said, you don't have to worry. I'm not talking to anyone else. So very quickly, we were like, hey, let's see where this can go. I think this is going in a really good direction. And then it was about a month and a half in that I said, like, are we exclusive? He's like, I would say we're exclusive. And I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. He started, I started introducing him to everyone. And I said, I know it might feel like overwhelming because I'm introducing you to a lot of people. And he was like, Miranda, whatever your process is for introducing me to people is just fine with me. At this point, we were doing things like 50-50 split with the girls and girl like all four of us with him me and the girls or but then just him and I he took me on my favorite date I've ever been on and he told me I was like I got the night off and he's like okay well um where do you want to go and I was like oh well we could go to Nico's Tacos he goes Miranda I'm gonna take the reins on this one he goes you deserve a nice sit-down meal. When was the last time you had a nice sit-down meal? And I was like, Nico's Tacos is a nice sit-down meal. (laughs) But to be fair, he thought Nico's Tacos was just like a taco joint. He didn't know like how nice it was. So like when I was saying that, he was like, every time I said Nico's Tacos, he's like, pass. But he's like, let me take the reins on this. So I got there that day. I changed into my dress and we got in the car and he opened every door, car door, house door for me. And I was like, are you going to tell me where we're going? And he's like, nope. I go, do you think I've been there before? He goes, I don't think you have. So we went to Restoration Hardware in Edina and he like had called and made reservations and that's what he did. He was the kind of guy who like would make reservations and plan things out. We got there and it was so pretty and he's like, I made sure to book us at this time because I wanted to be able to watch the sunset up here with Mm -hmm. you and I got the best salmon. And I know you're not a mushroom person, but these mushrooms, Maggie. You would have ate those ones? You would have. He ate them. He doesn't like mushrooms either. And he ate them and thought they were great. We went there and it was just so romantic. And then we had dessert and um, then we went home. And that was one of, that was my favorite date just because it was so thought out. It was so planned. And I didn't have to ask him to plan the date. In the weeks to come, we found out that his travel nurse contract had been canceled. And it was a really big bummer for me to hear But I felt like I took it in a pretty good way that I just was like, and I I remember sitting in the car one night with him and telling him and saying, Seven, like, even if you leave and this ends, I just want to thank you because you gave me the best summer I have ever had. And like, you showed me what you showed me how I should be treated and you set the bar. And I said, and so I'm like, and if it doesn't work with us, I just want to say thank you because like you set a new bar 
And like, this is what I will look for going forward. A few weeks later, it was the Minnesota State Fair. (laughs) The great Minnesota get together. (laughs) Yes. And his brother, one of his brothers, one of his five brothers, drove up with a friend. So for that entire weekend, I got to hang out with Seven, his brother, and his brother's friend. The first night, so we went out Friday night and we went to an arcade bar. And I was standing next to this woman. I was like, oh, well, how long have you two been dating? And she goes, oh, no, we're not dating. He's my best friend. And I was like... Oh my God, Seven didn't even know. He didn't even know if his brother was dating this woman or not. And I I had asked him, I'm like, so are they like together? He's like, I don't know, I didn't ask him. Classic guy. I know. I was like, so, but I was sitting there and I was like, okay, cool. But then it just made like the weekend feel super chill and laid back. But I was really glad his brother brought a friend because otherwise I would have felt like I was like third wheeling his brother and him. Then on Saturday, I dropped them off at the Vikings game because they... They wanted to go. They had never been to uh, NFL arena, I think they said, because Arkansas only has their college team, but they don't have an NFL team. But um, I picked them up and then I was like, okay, we're going to we all went back and took naps at the house to get ready and then got ready before the state fair. I will say going to the state fair was also one of my favorite memories with him because one, he paid for everything and him and I had 12 different foods. Dang, that's the way I want to go to the state fair. I know. Someone else just feed me, please. <laughs> I know. Well, and we got in and we got into the food building and he like ordered one thing, two thing, three thing, four thing. I'm like, hey, Seven, we still have to like walk around. Like, you got to pace yourself. Yeah. There's a system. You eat, you walk, you eat, you walk. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm like, okay. All right. So we walked around and I enjoyed his brother so much too. I also enjoyed that like the PDA was not put on hold because his brother was there. So I don't know why that like made me happy, but we were like, we are a heavy, we, we had some PDA and it, but it made me happy. Like at every point of walking around the state fair, he was like either holding my hand, kissing me or like getting me food. But then one thing I wanted to do at the state fair was I, there was this artist called Earth Clay and she was in an area and I wanted to go see her because I've been following her on Instagram for a couple of years And so I went in there and I wanted to buy something from her. So I saw her prints and I started looking at it. And then I see Seven and he's like intensely looking at like some of her jewelry. And he goes, well, I think I'm going to buy some of it for my mom. And again, it just made me happy because it wasn't he didn't just like follow me around and like be there to be there. Like he was like, no, actually, I see what you like in this like and I'm going to do it too. So he ended up buying his mom two necklaces from her, which also made me happy because I'm all for like supporting small businesses. So then I saw him doing that. And I, it just made me happy. And him just like supporting stuff that you liked was Mm -hmm. kind of a change of pace for some of the other guys that you had been with. Right. So that was nice to see. Right. So then we walked over and at the Minnesota State Fair every night they have a concert and then they do fireworks after the concert. So we went and sat on the benches like near where the concert was happening. And I looked around and all of a sudden I was like, do not cry, Miranda. Do not cry. Because I knew he was leaving and I just sat there at that moment on the bench and I was like, I'm going to miss him so much when he goes back to Arizona. I'm going to miss him so much. And But then I was like, you will not be the person crying at the state fair. You will not. <laughs> but then I sat there and then all of a sudden the fireworks started going off. And I turned to look at him and he looked at me and just kissed me right away because our rule was when you see fireworks, you have to kiss me. He knew. He knew. <laughs> we finished up the night with the haunted house and it was so funny like running through it. But we got back to his house and his brother sat on the couch and was just like the biggest smile on his face. And he's like, I'm going to remember this night for the rest of my life. Like his brother was so cute. And... I also appreciated that his brother wasn't acting like he was too cool for anything. It He just was a good guest. He had, We had really good conversations, his brother and I, and I really enjoyed just 
being with them. The next day, I asked Seven, what time are we waking up? So then it's, he said, we'll wake up at 8 a.m. because I have to do homework. So at 8 a.m. I said, good morning. He goes, okay, 9 a.m. And I was like, okay. So I tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't really, but I had to do some stuff on my phone anyway. So at 9 a.m. I'm like, hey, time to wake up. And he's like, 30 more minutes. I'm like, no, Seven, like you need to wake up. You have homework to do and you have guests here. Well, then he like didn't wake up till like 9, 30, 10. And he started doing his homework, but his brother and his friend were still sleeping. Well, then it got to be like 11.30 and his brother woke up. I asked his brother, I said, what are you going to do today? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I think I might go like roller skating or like he like didn't really know what he was going to do. And I looked at Seven. I looked at him. I go, how about I just take you out for the day? And so Seven stayed at home and I took out his little brother and his brother's friend. And I took them to Stone Arch Bridge where Seven and I had had our first kiss, but I didn't tell his brother that. (laughs) That would have been weird. And this is the location where I kissed your brother. (laughs) For the first time. (laughs) But we went um, and walked Stone Arch Bridge. I also took them to Sculpture Garden. And we were walking around and I was getting all these pictures of them. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to flick up. Like, this is it. And I was like, oh, my God, you are such a I think he was like 24, 25. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you are such a 24. But then I laughed because I was like, is that really who I just dated? Because I just got done dating a 25 year old dude. And I was like, oh, Miranda. (laughs) But one of my favorite moments, two moments from the sculpture garden that I'll remember is one or the other woman and I who was with me, we went to go get a picture of the three of us in front of this big blue chicken. We were sitting there and we were taking the picture and Seven's brother like walked away and I looked at her and I said, oh my God, I have so many freaking jokes, but I can't make a joke about a big cock with my, like with the guy I'm dating little brother. But then I like started saying him to her and she just laughed. I'm like, sorry, I had to get that out of my system. But then we went and then there's another sculpture that says love and I wanted just a picture of myself, but I asked the the girlfriend and I said hey could you like take a photo all of a sudden Seven's little brother jumped in and I'm like oh we're taking this photo in front of the love sign but like we stood there but honestly it didn't feel like I was showing some guy's brother around it like felt like I was like showing my future family around then we went and got burritos and then I took them to Minnehaha Falls and again we were just walking around I mean I have so many photos from that day because all we were doing was just being tourists in my city We get home, but I had to go pick up the girls. So I got home. I'm like, all right, Seven, you got 16 minutes with me. (laughs) What do you want to do? And he was like, well, wait, are you going to be in the cities after? And I was like, no, I'm going to pick my kids up and go home. And he's like, but I didn't really like it to see you today. And I was like, yeah, like, because I just spent four and a half hours with your brother. (laughs) I saw him. I was like, but I and I like I enjoyed it. But he was like, well, why don't you go pick up the girls and then come back here? I have a science or he said I'm in a class and I need to go get like lake water or mud or something for this he goes so you go get the girls we'll go back he's like we can go walk around the lake and i'll get the mud and you know we can do a little and literally i think that's when i fell for him i remember you telling me that afterwards how happy you were to like do that event with him and he wanted to do it with the girls and included them in the plans like it was it was clearly him like trying to make this a real thing between you guys and make it a little family in a sense obviously it was fresh but it was like inkling towards that yeah and so we went to the lake and he got his mud and we were like running around and meta was like what are you doing seven and he's like i'm making a science cake and she goes that's she's like are you going to eat it (laughs) and he was like no meta love loved him so much and just like was his little buddy he'd go like stand over here and she'd follow him Maisie not so much but that's Maisie (laughs) that's monster Maisie that's monster Maisie for you (laughs) but another thing I really liked was the first time he had met the girls obviously like he wasn't gonna like buckle them in or like do anything like he would just be like what can I help what can I carry but by the time we were going to make his science cake 
he Meta would just like run up to him and he would carry her and like he and I remember looking over and I was putting Maisie in her car seat and he was putting Meta in her car seat and I remember just being like this is us like working as a family like this is it then we had one week left of him in Minnesota and I knew his time in Minnesota was coming to an end but we had also talked that just because he's leaving doesn't mean this is the end of us. So I was like, well, I would like you to meet my aunt because she's really special to me. We drove up to my aunt's house and on the way up, he's like, okay, I just got to tell you something. And he's like, you remember that woman I told you about who I said like she was a leech and like a date, like dated, talk to her, whatever, like for four months. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I have to tell you something else. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, so it turns out she's dating my brother now. And I was like, wait, what? And so he tells me the story of how he dated this woman for four months. And long story short, like he gave her a second chance and she kind of threw it away. But then when that didn't work out, she came back to him and was like, no, I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And he's like, look, I already gave you a second chance. Like, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to be someone's second option. Well, then she proceeded to tell him, like, I'm going to go get with your brother. I'm going to get with the better blah, blah, brother. And like sent him like pretty explicit text messages saying what she would go do to his brother. Well, that was in 2020. And then in 2023 guess who is dating his brother (laughs) and so he but I remember him telling me this and I'm just like okay this seems like a little bit of like way more drama than like you've ever led on that's going on in your life and I was I I was kind of confused because I was like okay wait you talked about how like your fiance like didn't really have a lot of drive and then she cheated on you and now you're talking about this other woman who was like a leech and a mooch and then like said she was going to get with your brother and now is dating your brother. And so it just, I had a weird feeling about it. But then I was like, okay, well, we're about to get to my aunt's house. So I'm not, we're not going to hang up on this, get too hung up on this. We go to my aunt's house and it went so well. Everyone was talking like it was great. Um, My aunt afterwards texted me, I seriously love him in all caps. So we get back into the car and I said, look, I just have to ask you something. And I'm not trying to be like bitchy in any so way. But I said, you've told me about your exes and like, describe them as like not really going anywhere leeches and all this stuff and I don't want to sound like rude but am I the best you've ever had and he was like yeah Miranda you are and he's like your values align with I want what I want like I think we want the same things in life and I was just like okay because like it just seems odd that all these people you talk about don't sound all that good but you're like a really good person he would just kind of confirm like yeah you are the best person and I did tell him like you're the best person I've dated too we got home that night and my favorite kiss with him was that night because I got the girls in bed and we had stopped and got our crumble cookie because if there was one thing about this man he was a snack connoisseur or what did he say snack master what did he say no it wasn't a snack master him um (laughs) I can't remember but he loved to snack and he loved sweets well that lines with your you know main things as well you like to snack as well I know I love (laughs) snacks um but we stopped and got crumble cookie and uh but I put the girls inside and I was like, good night, seven. And I said, just kiss me like you're going to take me in the back seat." And he kissed me better than he had ever kissed before. So like, take notes. That was the best kiss ever. But he was, he le- I was like, oh my God. Okay. Bye, seven. And he left. And I knew at that point we only had one more night left together. On our last night, I helped him move everything into his car. We got all packed up. We had music blaring the whole time. And that was another thing. I loved his taste in music. Like he would, he played music every time he showered and he took like the longest freaking showers I've ever heard any or ever seen anyone take. I remember there'd be so many times he'd be playing a song. I'm like, that's a good song. I'd be like, hey Siri, what's this song? He helped build up my uh, summer 2023 playlist very well. I helped him pack everything up and then I gave him 
a blanket that I had crocheted. It was this giant red and gray and black for the Arkansas Razorbacks because I've never met someone who's a bigger Razorback fan than Mr. Seven. And using red for you is a big deal. So that was hard for you. (laughs) Yes. And I also had a rule. I wouldn't make someone a blanket because Mr. Five had been asking me for a blanket. And I said, I won't make someone a blanket until we're exclusive. Well, Mm -hmm. Mr. Seven and I were exclusive. I gave him the blanket and I had asked him, like, I'm like, I know you said, like, you think this is serious and you think this is going to be a relationship. I'm like, and I asked him and he said, Miranda, I know you want me to ask you to be my girlfriend, but I can't until you're legally divorced. And I was like, wait, what? And to me, I had been, that had been nine months since I left my ex. So for me, I was like, I am single. I am. And then I realized, no, but he said, it's the principle. And he goes, like, he's like, I want this with you. Like, like I do, but I can't ask you until he's like, how can I say I'm yours and you're mine when you're not? And so we kind of had this understanding that like, we couldn't be boyfriend and girlfriend until I was like legally divorced, but we were still exclusive. At- I gave him this giant red Razorback Arkansas red blanket that I had crocheted and we got him all packed up and I only cried a little that night and I just said, I just know I'm going to miss you a lot. And he said, I'm going to miss you too. And I said, like this summer, you became one of my best friends. He's like, you became one of my best friends too. And then he said, I've... I opened up to you about parts I never thought I would open up to anyone about. And oh, at this point, what did you guys decided about him like going to Arizona? Like, did you guys just have a plan for when he went left? I'm trying to remember. I had just told him, I said, the only thing I need to make this work is you to say we're exclusive and have a date picked when I can come out there next. Yeah. So we we were we were like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this. Then it was so the next morning with his bonnet on, he walked me to my car and kissed me goodbye. And I drove home and just I cried a little bit, but not too much. And I texted him when I got home and I was like, I only cried a little. Are you proud of me? He said, yes, Miranda, I am proud of you. And then that day he sent me a podcast and I listened to this podcast and I was like, hold on, I think I should do a podcast. And I called him and I was like, here are my notes on your podcast or on this podcast you sent me. And we sat there and we talked for like an hour and a half on my ride up to the cabin. And I was like, I think I'm going to do a podcast. He's like, I think you should. And I, in 15 minutes, came up with, I'm going to do the seven first dates I went on as a single mom, the do's, the don'ts, and the lessons learned. And so I got up to the cabin and I said, you guys, I'm going to start a podcast. And everyone threw their arms up in the air and they're like, of course you are, Miranda. What, what? what is it going to be on? And I told everyone and they're like, that is great. Another conversation we had when he was driving from Minnesota to Arkansas was we were talking and I said, okay, where do you see me in five years? He's like, where do I see you? And I'm like, yeah, where do you see me? He's like, let me think about that. So we kept talking, kept talking. And then at the end of that conversation, I said, where do you see me? He said, well, knowing you, I'd say in five years, you probably have another baby if not like pregnant with the next one so if I had to bet I would say you'd have another baby and I said would you bet that it's yours and he's like Miranda he's like well yeah yeah I would and like those were the type of conversations we were having that I it wasn't delusional for me to think we had a future because we were talking about hey five years from now I think we're gonna have a baby and he always had talked about like how he wanted to be a father so the next couple of weeks, I got my trip planned and booked out to fly down to Glendale, Arizona. He was the first person I called when I was legally divorced. And I called him and I said, well, I just want to let you know you are talking to Miranda Olson for the first time. And I was so excited to tell him. And that was the end of my favorite summer ever. Honestly, Seven and I, we were so 
I just felt compatible. Like I know I'm a lot of high energy and he was like really like a little more like laid back, but we were such a good mix, but he felt so safe to me. And I had told him like there was nothing I couldn't tell Seven. And so when I was dealing with certain things, like I would tell him and he's like, I know you don't like talking about this. And I'm like, no, like I do think it's good for me to talk about some of this stuff. But I think it's like, also, I'm like, I don't want to sit here and like, feel like I'm just like, tell only talking about my ex. And he's like, no, this is okay. And so there was like no conversations we could not have. And he knew everything that had happened with me and my ex, like we had talked about it all. Um, And like I had said before, he had been cheated on before in a relationship and I had been cheated on. So I really felt like that like strongly bonded us for some reason. Like he knew what it was like to like have someone betray you like that. But I think it was like the best summer I could have possibly had. I had so much fun with him. And I think people saw that I was like happy and like walking around with a big (laughs) smile. And there was one day I was in the car and Meta looked at me and she goes, Mama, did my daddy break your heart? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he did. Wow. And she goes, but without hesitation, she goes, but did Seven fix it? And I go, yeah, yeah, he did. And I realized at that moment, it wasn't just my family and friends seeing me so happy. It wasn't just my like followers who are like, wait, who's that hand on your thigh? Even my babies saw that I was getting better and I was healing. And like for that, I And I meant it when I told Seven, you will set the bar. Like, if it's not you, like, I will look for you and other people. But like I said, not to guilt you into being with me. But I'm like, this has been the best summer. And you have treated me better than any man has ever. It wasn't a cruel summer, I might add. Yeah. (laughs) Contrary to Taylor Swift, it was not a cruel summer, which I also will enjoy that he, I don't think he'll ever be able to listen to Taylor Swift and not think of me. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you think about me. Yeah. (laughs) And then I booked my trip to fly down to Glendale, Arizona, and I was just bouncing through the moon. Like I had got it all approved with work. I was going to work like an adjusted work schedule. And then six days before I was going to go fly down to Arizona, I got a text from him and he was like hey we need to talk let me actually find his messages because this is don't say those things to miranda without like immediately telling her if it's a good or bad talk no (laughs) a week before i was supposed to fly out to arizona i get a text message from him and it said miranda i took some time to talk about our conversation from the other day and i went back and forth with some things but this is the end of the road for us i gotta make a decision and the limbo thing just won't doesn't work for me it only creates a more complicated situation over time and it just kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere because the conversation that we had had was, oh, you're a mom and I'm in school and all this stuff. And I was like, we've been dating for four months. Why is any of this new to you? Like, yeah, you, we knew this. We knew this. And he just like kept talking about like this like limbo and like going back and forth. I just said, please don't give up on us like this seven. Like, let time be on our side. Let's just have our week together and like spend our us time. Can I come to Arizona and we talk about things? And he didn't respond. And then I texted him again like a day later and I was like I can feel your limbo from here I know there's a lot for both of us to weigh but I need to come see you whether it's for closure or if there is some way that this isn't the end but if this is the end I can't do goodbye over the phone depending on your work schedule I might shorten the trip so what days will you be working September 30th through October 6th and he said I'm just trying to do right by you Miranda that's what I'm saying And I was like, what are you talking about? If you want to do right by me, then you wouldn't have like tried to cancel my trip six days before I come out there. And also not respond for a whole day after dropping that in there. And so then I messaged him. I said, if you want to do right by me, then let me come out there and let me be a part of the conversation, not just the outcome of you making a decision. And if this is the end, at least I will have closure. Mm -hmm. He didn't respond. So then 
three days before I'm supposed to fly up, two days, two days, and on my daughter's birthday party, I messaged him. I said, if I meant anything to you, Seven, then tell me to keep my flight for Sunday. You're my friend and ending like this is going to hurt me more than not coming to see you. We don't have to talk up until Sunday, but I need to see you and I need to know if you'll pick me up Sunday at 9 a.m. or should I cancel the trip? And he said, I'll be there, Miranda. And I just was like, you're not like making me feel like you're excited for me to come out there or anything it was so weird at the time too we were just like i know we're reading these text messages together i'm like what what is happening right now it just felt like a weird switch because i was just like we have had this trip planned like for a while so then i said what days are you working and he said i'm working the fifth and sixth he literally i'm like looking at this now he like wasn't talking back to me until what the frack I said, can I make a request for more songs to the playlist? And he said, okay, LOL. Because at this point, like I had shared my Apple Music with him and like he was adding songs to a playlist, but he had only added like three songs. So I was like, can I get like a little bit more? Because I knew like being mushy wasn't this guy's strong suit. But I also knew like there's so many other ways you can show me you like me. Like you can make a playlist for me. You can send me flowers. You can send me food. And I knew that like his thing was like quality time and that's how he like would show it. Another reason why you should come out there and talk through things exactly. if that's how you like to communicate. I, I said, about to take off. Here's my flight. Look for the blonde with the big smile. That's me. And he said, okay, see you soon, smiley face, which was weird because like for the past week, I had not like gotten any sort of like emotion. I got to Arizona. And it was like nothing had ever happened in that past week. We started talking and I just said, I tried to bring up these points. He had talked about how he was saying like, he doesn't know where he's going to be going to school. He doesn't, you know, I'm a mom and I want to buy a house. It just like felt like he was like making up problems without them being there. But I tried to talk about him and he just wanted to watch football. And I was like, okay, well then we're good. Like, and we did have really good conversations when we were there, but we got to the point that I was like, okay, so we're not breaking up, like, we're gonna be okay. And the conversations we were having felt like we would be okay. But it was just we swung right back into it, though. And we were it was it was a great time. We went for walks, we went for hikes, we had our late nights, um, and got lots of snacks. He made reservations for dinner. He changed the lights in his car to be purple. Just I know, for you. I know. He changed his lights to be purple for me. And I realized it on like night two. And I was like, wait, did you change these for me? And he just like had the biggest smile. For that week, I just got to like play house for a week. And it was so fun just to be me and him. Um, I would go out for walks in the day if he had to do homework. We went to the gym together, which I really loved. Like, he wasn't like ashamed to be like seen with me in public and we would like go do workouts together and we ate so much food and he paid for everything. <laughs> I think I paid for Chipotle one time we were there, but otherwise he paid for everything. And we, you know, we had harder talks, but it just felt like every conversation we were having, we were getting through what needed to be addressed. So, and then on the last full night I was there, I told him like, hey, can I go see my friend's parents? I'll take your car. Like I'll drop you off at work when you go work and I'll go take it. And he's like, um, I'm going to have to think about that. And I was like, okay. And then it was like an hour or two before he had to go to work. And I was like, can I drive it? He's like, Miranda. And then I was like, why aren't you going to let me? Had you driven the vehicle? No, I hadn't driven his Benz yet. So then it was like 15 minutes before I go, okay, seven, you got to make a decision now. Am I Ubering out there? He goes, I've literally never let anyone drive it. I think maybe my dad's driven it one time, but he was like, I just, that you, I don't have insurance on you. And I said, do you trust me? He's like, Miranda. I'm like, do you trust me, Seven? He's like, yes. I said, then let me drive your car. And so he's like, don't make me regret this. And I'm like, <laughs> yay! We get in the car, and he drove 
us to the hospital to, and he got out to go work and I he left and then I realized oh my god I don't know how to shift gears in this thing or like put it into reverse because it's such a smart car like it's a Mercedes-Benz 2022 I'll find the model later I'll read it to you in a different message but I didn't know how to put it in reverse and I <laughs> sat there trust me I know I know no so I sat there and I was just like just don't put it in a drive and run it into this concrete I was so because he had parked it in the parking ramp and so I was like oh my god if you fucking run this thing right into the thing after he said trust me but then I figured it out and I drove to my friend's parents house and I had dinner with them and then I was like I had told them I'm only going to drive it to their house and back. But then I was like, well, 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 it's in the, I should like go, you know, I surely have to go grab some things. So surely. surely I needed to go. So I went to Target and I like was like, you know what? He doesn't have like an all purpose cleaner. So I bought him like all purpose cleaner and like dishwash soap and like some candles. And I was like, ooh, like I'll make this like a little more homey here. And then I was like, well, you know, I need crumble cookie. So then I like drove to crumble cookie. And then I was like, oh, but. I haven't had salad and go and tomorrow's my last day. So I should go get salad and go. And I remember being in the drive through and the lady was like, wow, nice car. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> but then I texted him. And I said, your car is home safe and sound as well as your girl. He goes back in one piece. <gasps> That's good. LOL. I said, mm-hmm. Now just debating what T Swift song I should have playing when I pick you up. He goes, oh God, didn't I tell you not to make me regret this? <laughs> I said, windows down would be regretful. So I know my limits and he goes disastrous i said i th i think you'll like it i'll head over at eight and he goes i think i'll walk home today and he walked home <laughs> he did yeah he, and i was like <laughs> okay i was like you don't want me to come pick you up but i was like it's fine yeah, like no, he, he, he also lived like five uh like a five to ten minute walk from the oh, hospital well, so like, like it nothing. was yeah. like when i would go on my walks i walked by it all the time we got back home and he went to bed and i went and went on a six mile walk that eventually <laughs> turned into a 10 mile walk which almost resulted in me having a freaking heat stroke because i didn't realize where i was and what you were doing i like what your phone battery no, was at what, my phone died and i got back and i like showered and he when he woke up eventually i was like so just so you know i almost died but i'm okay i was like <laughs> i went for a walk and he just was like oh miranda because the one thing mr seven always said was oh miranda and he said Miranda, what am I going to do with you? And I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. I asked him if he would, if he was going to drive me to the airport or if Uber because he had to work. And he's like, it'd probably be better if you Ubered. So I was like, yep. So I ordered the Uber and the Uber was like 10 minutes out. But at this point I was divorced and I was kind of hoping that either I would like leave and we were broken up or I would leave and he would be my boyfriend. And so we like we had seven minutes left. And I said, so are you not going to ask me to be like, you're really not going to ask me to be your girlfriend? And he's like, Miranda, he's like, I can't ask you like that. He's like, you know, like, I, I can't ask you right here. Because like, if I'm saying it, it, it would be just like saying it for you. He's like, and I have to ask you in a better way, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, we just had six days together. You really didn't see like an opportune moment. But he was, I said, it's okay. And so like, we kissed goodbye. And I got into the Uber and I started crying, but I was like, no, you cannot cry in the backseat of this Uber. So I stopped it and then flew home and I got home and he, oh, I didn't even realize he goes, oh, Miranda, LOL. That was his next message because I was like, made it back to Ramsey now. Oh, wait, what did I say? I said, 
Um, I said, back in Minnesota. And he said, how was your flight? I said, it was so comfy. Had the emergency row seat, so extra leg room. Cried a little taking off. I realized I didn't airdrop you the photos. And then I think exhaustion took over for a minute and the tears just ran. I said, made it back to Ramsey now, though. It took forever to get my parents' car because it was at the different terminal. He goes, oh, Miranda, LOL. I hope you got some good sleep. And then it was it was good. It was like we were back to normal. I felt really good about us. And then um, we were on the phone a week later and I asked him like, okay, well, how did you think Arizona went? And he's like, yeah, I've been wanting to talk to you about that. And I was like, okay. And then I get a message and he said, Miranda, I've been thinking a lot about the time you were here since we left. And I know we had talked about things on the phone before you came out. And I wanted for us to have just the one-on-one and time and give things a chance I did have a good time and I do like you, but at this point in time, I don't think I'm ready to be in a relationship. And I know you talked about being friends and whatnot, but that's not just not realistic once certain types of feelings are involved. I haven't been in a serious relationship in quite some time. And during that time, I structured my path to take a certain direction and I've remained steady on that. I feel like I've strayed off course and I'm finding myself stressing about things and making considerations about things that I hadn't planned to do at this point. I just can't do that right now. I know this isn't what you want to hear, but I at least owe it to you to tell you if I don't feel the same about this. To which I just was like, we just spent a week in Arizona, had the best week, and now you're telling me. Yeah. Well, and from your friend's perspective, he seemed like he was bailing on you right before you went. You went out there. I'm like, okay, this better go good or like be done. You came back so happy. All was good. I was like, okay, it's fine. You can give him a second chance. Like he was just kind of maybe getting like cold feet or something. But then he goes and does this like right after that was like, what is going on here? Yeah. So we literally went back and forth and I don't need to read this like these next messages out loud, but we went back and forth and I just was like, look, I like you. I respect you so much, but like, and I will fight for this, but I can't force you into this. So you have to make the decision. Either you want me or you don't. And I said, and once you have that decision, you can call me. And so I was waiting for him to make a decision. And he said, I'm going to think about that. Give me a few days. And I think you should also mention that throughout your whole relationship, he's always been someone who needs to, like, process things, right? Right, right. Yeah, he could never make a decision fast at all. So then he said, give me a few days. I'm like, is this really a decision you need to take three days to think about if you want me or if you don't? Right, right. And so all of a sudden, on a Monday night, I answer the phone, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hi. And he's like, how was your weekend? And I'm just like, uh, and I just was like, look, like if you want to be with me, great. But if you don't like, you need to let me know. And that was kind of something I didn't want to like, even like give a guy the power to say, because if you have to ask if you want to be with me or if you don't, you kind of already have your answer. But you guys had like a real relationship. Right. You weren't going to just walk away from that. Right. He was like, well, Miranda, we have time to talk about that. I'm just calling to see how, like how you're doing. And I was like, uh, I'm good. How are you doing? He's like, I had a really good weekend. And I was like, oh, and he's like, yeah, it's like what I needed. I was like, what'd you do? He's like, well, I went to Denver, Denver, like Colorado, Denver. You flew to Denver this weekend. He's like, yeah, I wanted to see the football game. And then I was like, wait, when did you fly there? He's like, on Friday or whatever. And I'm like, so you told me on Thursday, give me a couple days. And then you went to Denver and didn't talk to me the entire weekend. I was like, uh, do you have pictures from it? And he like sent me a bunch of pictures from his like Denver trip. And he goes, one of these I know you'll like more than the rest. And like he went to like some pumpkin sculpture thing and there was like a thing of Taylor Swift. Even when you're trying to clear your head of me, Taylor's there to remind you. He goes, yeah, I tried to escape unsuccessfully. And I was like, why Denver? He's like, I've never been. Why not? But I was just like, it felt so weird. And it wasn't that I didn't trust him, but I was just like, 
You, well, I feel like you tell people when you go out of state, just the people in your life, like, oh, I'm going to Denver this weekend. You know, you just, you say those things. Like, right. why wouldn't you? Right. So it just, it was like, I think the other thing that like hurt was you knew I didn't have my kids that weekend and you flew to Denver. Like I could have flown to Denver and met you. And and the fact that the last thing he said to you was, give me a few days to think about it. Like what it, was he thinking about what you were doing, waiting on the other side? Clearly right. not. Right. We started talking again and it seemed like things were like, okay. And like we were having conversations and then at the end of October I was having a conversation with my therapist and it was just like a really hard day and I told him like hey like I I had told him like I'm having hard like a hard day and he like really wasn't responding back to me that fast but he still was and then I called him and I was like look I am trying to like pick a date to come out there next but you're like not really giving me anything and I want to come see you but like I don't I want you to want me to come see you and he would just keep saying like well, let me look at my work schedule. Let me work at my work schedule. And I was like, well, what about this weekend? He's like, no, not that soon. And I was like, okay. Well, then he was like, well, I'm actually going to be out of town this weekend. And I was like, out of town? Where are you going? He's like, the beach. And I was like, what beach? And he's like, Miami. And I was just like, why do you phrase it like that? And I was like, um, who are, and I got really angry. And I was like, who are you going with? And he's like, my brothers. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, is this a last minute trip? And he's like, no, no, I've had this plan since before I met you. And then I was just like, why wouldn't you tell me that? Like, if we're talking about like me coming down to Arizona and we were like talking about like potentially like where we would want to go on trips someday and like where different things we would want to do. And so it just felt weird that I was like, why wouldn't you tell me? I said, I've had kind of a shitty day night. Can you tell me something good? He goes, I got my hair redone, LOL. I needed more from him. I wasn't getting any sort of like words of affirmation at that and point. And he does know that you are a words of affirmation person too. It's not like he just didn't know how you like to communicate too. So I don't know. If someone you care about, you know how they're feeling and you don't give them a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. Before I get into his trip in Miami, is there anything else we should say? I think it there was a lot of back and forth. But before he was about to go on his trip, you guys seemed pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Like, and that's even coming from a protective friend. Like, it seemed like you guys were working through some of those things and it was going to be just fine. Right. And so I remember saying, like, hey, I know things have been, like, rocky and up and down, but we're still exclusive, right? He's like, yeah, Miranda, I would say we're still exclusive. I said, well, what happens if some girl comes up to you in Miami and asks if you're single? He said, well, I'd say, like, no, I'm talk. No, I'm not single. Like, I'm talking to someone. He said you don't have to worry about me, Miranda. Like, I'm going to be watching out for my brothers. And he kind of, he said, Miranda, my my environment and surroundings doesn't dictate my character and my actions. He goes, I'm not going to just go to Miami and be a different person. I'm going to be the same person in Miami that I am in Glendale, that I am in Denver. And I was just like, okay. And I trusted him and I believed him. That was a good thing to say to comfort you. You needed that. Right. So the last thing I said to him on the phone, I was like, I know words of affirmation aren't your thing. But I'm like, can you just like, I said, can you just like say something mushy about us? And he was like, Miranda. And I was like, okay, you don't have to say it. But like, could you text me something later? Like, I just said, I would really like to know, like, either how you feel about me or how you feel about this relationship. Or I just I would like to know. And he was like, okay, okay. So then I texted him and I said, I know being mushy is not your thing. But words of affirmation go a long way with me. I just want to know how you feel about me, even if it seems obvious, if it would make my day if you could try safe travels and let me know when you do in fact show up in Miami and then he said yeah I made it I'll let you know when they make it because I was like let me know when your brothers get there and then I said no comment on the other stuff though and he goes well dot 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 lol and then I said I didn't realize it was that hard for you to think of something good about me 
And he said, you're smothering me, Miranda. Which then I looked at his Instagram story and I saw he had gone to Travis Scott the night before. And when Travis Scott's new album came out, him and I listened to it on that night it came out. And we talked about like that would be a fun concert to go to. And on the day of the concert, Seven like talked to me. We talked for like an hour on the phone. We texted like all throughout the day. And all of a sudden, I see the next day that he was at Travis Scott's concert. And I said, were you not going to tell me that you went to the concert? And then I said, why didn't you tell me? And so I had Instagram messaged him that and he didn't read it, but I could tell like, I'm sure he saw it. And so that's why. And then he said, you're smothering me, Miranda. And I just sat there and I'm like, all I'm asking for you to do is say how you feel about me. And like, you know, maybe tell me when you leave the state you're living in or like go to a concert that we had talked about wanting to go to. That's like not hard. It's not weird to tell someone that. It was weird to not tell someone that. And I just I had a very bad feeling. And then I looked at his story and it was gone. So I asked you, I said, hey, go look at his story. Can you see it? Yep. And I could still see it. And then I realized he had hid his story from me. Red flag. And then I realized I no longer trusted him either. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and up until this point, he hadn't given you many reasons at all to not trust him. None. Like I really, I texted my friend and we're going to call her Hannah for the story because I don't need her getting any sort of backlash. But I texted my friend Hannah and I said, I need you to do something toxic for me. <laughs> and she goes, I love toxic. I said, I need you to switch your hinge profile location to Miami. And she said, I got this. She set her hinge profile to Miami. And within three minutes, she found Mr. Seven on Hinge. Mm -hmm. And she sent me that screenshot. And at first, I started making excuses in my head. I was like, well, maybe he didn't turn his location off on it. And it just, like, kind of follows you where you go. And I was like, well, um, maybe he's, like, his brothers are using I, like, just started, like, in my head making excuses. And then she sent another screenshot, and he replied in five minutes. And I realized two things. I could sit there and not tell anyone about him being on Hinge, and I could make excuses for him, but he was, in fact, on Hinge, and I had to, like, so I (laughs) added me, Hannah, and Maggie, FaceTimed, and for four and a half hours, we fed into what Hannah should say back to seven, and And he was responding every time in the exact opposite way someone who is supposed to be exclusive with should be responding. So now I'll say two things. First... When I started recording this podcast, I knew that like someday my potential future mother-in-law could listen to this. And so I knew I wasn't going to say anything like obscene or like out there. But if you are the mother to five sons who which you homeschooled almost all of them, I suggest you skip this next part because I'm going to read some messages. And if you have a son and you think it might be about him, you probably shouldn't listen to this next part. The other thing I want to say before I read some messages out for you is that Mr. Seven was a gentleman. And like he, when I like was like feeling a little more spicier, he was definitely like the person to like bring things down. But I remember the dirtiest thing he ever said to me. I, one night I was just like, what would you do if you were here right now? And he said, well, probably something that would require minimal clothing. But to Hannah, he said different. So now for four and a half hours, Seven sat there and texted my friend Hannah, and I'm going to read you these messages. So she said, hey there. He goes, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you a local or just in town? I'm doing great. I'm not from here. Oh, well, how about you? And I'm not going to read every message, but like that's how it started off. And at that point when those screenshots came in, I was like, okay, you know what? Like maybe it's not going anywhere. But then he said, the views here are almost as pretty as you. Which I think that's the one that like destroyed me the most because all I was asking him for was some words of affirmation. Yet he could tell Hannah off a hinge 
that in, she's pretty yeah views are as pretty as you he's like i'm from arkansas originally but i live in arizona now and i'm here with some close friends and i was like just i was like hoping for like a tell-all like this isn't him this isn't him texting like maybe it's someone else still using his account yeah right so then hannah said are you and all your friends single or single for the weekend he goes we're going out tonight you should come with me lol LMAO, I'm single and they're married. And I was just like, and at that point when he said, I'm single, I'm like, you're done. But then, and then Hannah said, you're still single because I can't believe someone hasn't scooped you up. He goes, just haven't found the right one yet, I guess. I love the directness. And then he said, I'd love to hang out with you. Can I text you? So he sent his number and I like even like put the number in my phone and I'm like, it is his number. This is him texting Miranda. And I think it was just like me wanting to not believe that this could possibly be the seven that I just spent four and a half months with. She said like, my phone sucks or like my service sucks in my apartment he said guess i'll have to put you on my phone plan and i was just like okay he's like i got you you can be my pretty passenger princess to which i was like cool 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 and then she goes what do you (laughs) and also thank you hannah for going to such a degree here she goes what do you drive besides you and me tomorrow night (laughs) he goes well here i have a range rover but back home i have a gle 53 amg guys and their stinking cars what a fucking tool <laughs> yeah but he goes just need you to be able to ride and at this point we were sitting on that facetime and i was like say whatever because i said the more he says the less i'm gonna take him like i just right. i was like i need i need Drive to hear this straight stake in let's see how terrible he's like anyway it just it started getting bad he goes i got a house in arizona we can make all the noise we want there too and then he said oh if you can handle what i have you'll definitely be making a mess and, um, and that's just not how he talked no to you, it wasn't ever. he never talked there never and then he said i hope you're flexible because i'm definitely gonna text that out tonight with a bunch of water emojis at this point i texted him and said i really wanted this to work but this is done seven i can't force this so i hope you enjoy miami you're free to do whatever i'm sorry this didn't work out which hindsight that was way nicer than you even had to be in no, this moment 100 percent. yeah Well, then he didn't respond back to me, but he proceeded to message Hannah on Hinge and saying, I'm always down for the company of company of some baddies. And his comment that really just put the nail in the coffin was that Hannah said, what else should I know about you before we meet up? Besides, you're actually single. You're a boob man and you're going to have the best night of your life tonight. He says, well, I don't come quick, so you might get worn out. So beware. To which point I was almost vomiting because, again, this was the person I had introduced to my daughters. This is the person I introduced to my family my friends he proceeded to text her all night and she said we're gonna meet you at the club and he said bet can't wait to see you we're on our way up walking up and then hannah said we'll be there in 10 and he said bet can't wait to see you and then hannah blocked him on hinge i wish we could have done more i in the moment i literally was i i was so pissed i i was like is this seriously happening like this after all of this like different person that he showed to so many people in your life but that was the least we could have done at this point i had deleted him off of all social media stopped sharing my location with him removed from my apple music and he still hadn't said anything back until the next day at three thirty-seven p.m he said and remember i had said i really wanted this to work but this is done seven i can't force this so i hope you enjoy miami you're free to do whatever i'm sorry this didn't work out He said, I'm not doing anything. My car got towed and my stuff was in there. Things didn't start off as expected, but you're right. We shouldn't force this, Miranda. Which was such a weird message based on what you had just said. I didn't respond to him until a day later. 
And I said, I cannot comprehend how you can lie so easily. I trusted you and I honestly feel so disgusted that you are not the person I thought. You should have been upfront about your intentions this weekend, but now you've left me more hurt than what you found me. I am so disappointed in you, Seven. You made me think you were different, but you knew how I had been hurt and you turned around and did the same thing. Mm -hmm. And he goes, what are you talking about with a bunch of question marks? And then sent me another message with a bunch of question marks. I said, you absolutely know. I trusted you and you took complete advantage of that. I don't even know who you are anymore. So for the sake of women out there, I hope you change and never hurt another person the way you hurt me. He goes, what did I do? I said, you tell me, what have you been up to in Miami or who? He goes, what are you accusing me of? I said, it doesn't matter. You hurt me. You know how. And I wish you would have spared me the we're exclusive bullshit and just ended it. He goes, I don't know how I, I don't know how because I haven't done anything. I said, there's nothing weighing on your conscience right now as you type this out. Not one thing you can think of that would hurt me when you've been, that you've been doing in Miami. And I said, I don't know who you are anymore. And I've been sick all weekend thinking about it. And the most fucked up part about it is I kept thinking, okay, what would he have to do for me to take him back? And then I realized I do not deserve to be treated that way ever again. Don't try to blame school or work or long distance or life stages as why this didn't work. This didn't work because you are just as worse as the rest of them. And I cannot stomach the switch you turned on as soon as you got to Miami. I have friends in lots of places and they told me everything. He goes, you have friends that told you what? He goes, are you going to tell me about what you're talking about? I said, I'm giving you a chance to tell me, to hear your side of why you flipped a switch as soon as you got to Miami, about what could be so wrong about the support and friendship and fucking sex we had that you would turn into a different person the second you got to Miami. He goes, what have I done that's had you sick all weekend? I said, I thought I meant something to you. I thought we were spilling something real, but you can't even man up and tell me how you've been acting. So then he said, Miranda, why are you acting like this? Tell me what you're talking about. And I said, you were supposed to protect me. You said you wouldn't hurt me, Seven. You know, I said, but now my skin is crawling inside out because the person I was with for four and a half months so could so easily lie and sneak around. I don't need to tell you because you know. You know what you did Friday and probably Thursday and Saturday too. And then in all caps, he said, what did I do? You know what? This is ridiculous. I'm glad you've shown me this side of you. I said, just like you messaged my friend Hannah all day Friday and God knows who else. So much for being exclusive. I gave you multiple chances to say something. I didn't want to believe it. I still don't want to, but I can't unsee those screenshots. He goes, anything else? I said, you're not even going to apologize. I said, 200 for the STD screening. I have to go get now because I don't know who you are. Those messages were so crude and nothing like how you ever talked. He goes, you thought I didn't know who that was? And I'm like, I wanted to believe it wasn't you. Maybe your bro was using your phone, how you were tripping on something. Literally every excuse I came up with for you. How could you do that to me? And then I requested $200 from him. (laughs) He goes, you can't be serious. I said, and then he said, you tried to have your friends set me up and you're mad I saw through it. I said, what? Why were you on Hinge if we were exclusive? And then I started just like texting him and I was like, you know what? I'm going to call him. So I called Seven and we sat on the phone for two hours. And what he said in those conversations were, well, Miranda, if you wanted me to delete Hinge, why didn't you just ask? Nope. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, I haven't been on Hinge I haven't been on Hinge like since we started talking. And I was like, then why did you message her back? He's like, well, I saw a name pop up on my phone and then she looked familiar. And I was like, I think that's her friend. And I'm going to like, and I was like, what? And he's like, I was already having a bad day. 
And I'm like, so you're trying to tell me that you were texting a woman that you don't come quick, so she better be ready to get worn out knowing it was my friend and those messages would get back to me? And he's like, yeah, well, I was having a bad day. And like, he's like, I, re- I knew something like this was going to happen on this trip. You already were just like so anxious about me coming out here and like trying to talk about being exclusive and stuff. But we talked for two hours and we were on the phone and I knew it, I knew it was done, but I was just like waiting for him. And I said, are you really not going to apologize? He goes, you want me to apologize for messaging your friend on hinge and he was like i said why didn't you delete hinge seven and he's like he's like you know sometimes sometimes i just feel like i have adhd like i see the notifications pop up on my phone and then i forget to delete it and i was like so many excuses i was just like huh and then i was like you really i said so for four months while we were dating you had these notifications popping up and you didn't think hey this would hurt miranda if she saw these notifications popping up but he swears he wasn't on hinge while we were together he never even opened the app is what he said but the one time he opened it was Mm -hmm. in miami the time that you happened to be able to see that conversation right it was the only time maggie (laughs) (laughs) makes sense so then he was like well i can delete hinge now do you want me to delete hinge now and i was like yeah delete hinge and then i told him i said you know what just sucks like i i wish you would chase me like i wish like you would be like miranda like i'm sorry like we'll work this out or something but i'm like but i realize you won't and that's not what i want and i just we he was like well I don't want this to be like the way this ends and I'm like he's like I don't want this to be our last conversation and I was like so we like talked a little bit longer and I was he's like well he's like I've been on the phone with you for like two hours like that should mean something like you mean something to me and I was like yeah but then he was like okay well I'm gonna go um and I was like okay then delete your hinge and he's like anything else I'm like can you say goodbye Miranda and like say my name and he's like I can do that and I said okay bye bye seven and he said by Miranda and that was the last time I ever heard from him his voice and like the thing was like hearing him say Miranda was like my favorite thing like I loved hearing him say Miranda and I'm glad that that was like the last thing that was him saying like by Miranda but then I texted him and I said how did you know it was my friend and he said a day later because remember this man can't make a quick decision he said it looked similar to a profile I had seen that had liked one of your pages, but that account was private, so I couldn't be 100%. So I asked one of my friends who's good with stuff like this to gather a little information for good me. Good with stuff like this. It was <laughs> obviously something weird going on because the only instance where the woman talks like that is when it's actually a trans trying to pass as a woman, a scammer, or a person trying to elicit a response for other reasons, which is what was going on in this case. I was even sending screenshots to my group chat with my brothers, and they agreed that something was up. I told you that my brother just got done dealing with that one person who was using manipulative tactics like this, too. So we're keen to things when they're off. Keen to things. Yeah, keen. So, a couple notes from that. Hannah's profile is not private. Mmm, gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Also... What the frack did you mean by, like, saying good with stuff like this? Yeah, and no. get Get a little information for me. If you reverse Google image search Hannah's photos, you would have gotten linked right to her Instagram. Cause, and it's not private. Right. It's not private. And then he goes, I would hope this isn't the case, but at this point, I highly doubt that this was even happened by chance, even though you pass it off as coincidence. Just t- truly disturbing, honestly. Send me the address you would like your thing sent to. And other than that, there's no need for any communication between us. Literally turning it around. Like any opportunity turned it around on, oh, you're the one being toxic. You're the one doing this. Like your actions were in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So he had told me it was my fault. He was still on Hinge because I should have asked him to delete Hinge. 
but I had asked him to use words of affirmation and he told me I was smothering him. So yeah. tell me how well you think that would have worked out. Right. He called my friends and I snake-like and manipulative and disturbing. So he had said he hadn't been on Hinge since we started dating. But then I remembered, hey, I sent an entire screenshot list of him to Kaylee before our first date. And now I have all these screenshots from Hannah. And I put the photos side by side. And then I realized he had updated his photos. And so for him to say that he hadn't been on Hinge, that I should have asked him to delete Hinge, I just realized at that moment, like, he is so lying to you, Miranda. Look at the photo. And then I remembered, hey, you helped him do his hair. What hairstyle was that? And I realized that photo was from July after we had started dating in June. So he had been lying and he had updated his photos. Yeah, that was proof that he's literally turning it on you. While we were on the phone and he was saying, well, you should have just asked me to delete your hinge or I didn't, or you should have asked me to delete my hinge. I didn't even know you were on hinge. I was like, no, I told you I deleted hinge. He goes, no, I don't remember that. I don't remember you saying that. And he would do that to me at the end there where he would like not, he would like try to make me second guess things. Well, then I looked at our messages and on August 9th, I messaged him and said, also, remember, I'm a sucker for marketing. Well, when we met, I paused it, but never deleted it. So I went to delete Hinge and it's like, and it said the app that's meant to be deleted. So that's good marketing. I give them 10 out of 10 to which he said, ha ha, like responded, ha ha to the message. So he knew I had deleted Hinge. Shame on him for saying, well, I didn't know you like, I didn't know if you were still on Hinge. We were exclusive. We had been exclusive since like day three, essentially, when I said, I don't want you talking to other people. And he said, I'm not talking to other people. And then he had verbally confirmed we are exclusive. And then two days before he flew out to Miami, he said, Miranda, we are exclusive. You have nothing to worry about. But at the point that I sent him my address, I was like, I don't even know who this person is that I'm sending this text to. I was so disgusted. And for like three, four days, I literally was dry heaving. Because the person that I thought I was going to build this future with turned out to be, like, a horrible person. Like, when put in this pressure situation, just turned into who he mm -hmm. must have really been. Right. And so then it kind of was, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. like, looking at his past relationships. Like, I was like, did your fiancé really cheat on you? Or, like, you know, were these people leeches and mooches like you say they were? Or, and I know that also, like, puts me in the bucket with them, too. But I also, like... <laughs> You guys had a very healthy summer together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why everyone was happy for you. Yeah. It was clear that you guys were building something. Yeah. It was the start of it, but... Yeah. Yeah. So I sent him my address over three weeks ago, and he never mailed back my crewnecks. And I doubt he would even donate them because this man doesn't even recycle. But if you're in Glendale, Arizona, and want to swing by a thrift store and go see if you can find a couple crafty mama crews and go rescue those babies and, like, bring them back home... After four and a half months, my time with Mr. Seven came to a fucking catastrophe of an end. Very quickly to a halt. But I will say, after that two-hour phone call with him, I did have, like, an ounce of hope. Like, maybe something's there. Maybe we could if he, like, came back on, like, his knees and was like, we can make this work. And I called my brother, and I was like, what if he wants to make this work? And Marcus goes, did you call Maggie? I said, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so I called Maggie, and I was like... We talked for two hours and he said this and this and this. And I said, Maggie, what if he tries to come back and gets me back and like is going to wants to try to make this work? And Maggie said, yeah, I kind of just said like that is an if, but like that's not really going to happen. And you can't hang all of your like future decisions on if he comes back when he's just not he wasn't going to do that. 
because he was not the person you thought. And then Maggie also said, and if you take him back, I won't be here to pick up the pieces when he does this again. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, that's because you said, what if he comes back? And I'm like, okay, but realistically, he's not going to. But also you just this is the you caring about everyone and thinking that like if you just try for them, they'll try for you. But like he wasn't that person. And I didn't know how else to say it to you other than like, yeah, I'm not going to be here and pick him or me. I don't know. Yeah. And so I was like noted. So I called Marcus back. I said, yeah, Maggie said uh, if I take him back, she won't be here. So it's Maggie. (laughs) I win. (laughs) But I will say, even though I like had like that second where I was like, what if? I am very proud that this was the first time I broke up with someone who I want to be with. Like, I I mean, like, even to this day, like, if Seven came back and was, like, showed up and was like, Miranda, I'm going to get a different, like, job assignment here and I'm going to come back and we're going to work this back. Like, that's what, like, the Swifty in me wants. Right. But I know... If this it, was a movie, if Taylor this, Swift song? Yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I knew it wouldn't happen, but I just... It was the first time I broke up with someone who I want to be with and I wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like the ultimate moment of growth for me because like it sucked for four days. And then I'm like, and now we bounce back and now we figure it out. Like, you know what, Miranda, your gut told you something was wrong. You asked Maggie to check his story and look at that. You did. You trusted him the way you wanted to be with someone you trust and you trusted him until he gave you a reason not to. Exactly. Yep. And then it all came down in a burning hinge flame fire. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have anything else to say either to Mr. Seven Hmm. or just as a kind of recap or, you know, we're we're wrapping up this series. So kind of like what you think this series has either taught you or taught me or just your kind of final takeaway notes before I wrap this up. I think anyone in your life could see that from the first date, like number one and to seven is like a whole different person not to mention like the growth with crafty mama Murr and other things with with the girls and everything this year has is big a big change so yay for that i yep. love that yes um i don't like anyone who came along to hurt you especially number seven so unlike what i said for number five when i said fuck you with peace and love because he's just a chill dude fuck you mr seven yeah for hurting my best friend yeah and like really hurting and yeah and I, I, you know, Seven, thank you again for showing me what the standard is and like what you gave me this summer is the standard, mm-hmm. but what you did to me at the end was almost as worse as everything I had told you I had just been through. Right. And that's why I was so disgusted because right. you sat there all summer long as I talked about how badly I had been hurt and how I am like ready to like start new and you were absolutely no better than my ex. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for some sage advice, tread lightly when it comes to travel nurses from Arkansas and always trust your gut because they may put on this facade that they're the Southern gentleman when they're with you, but they'll throw away four and a half months of moments and memories in four and a half hours on a Friday night in Miami. One of the last movies I ever watched with Mr. Seven was Molly's Game, which is based on a true story of a woman who ran an elite gambling club and lost everything and was facing like major time if she didn't confess, but she would not budge because the only thing she had left was her name. I recorded the first episode for this podcast on the day I got my name back. When I started this series, I fully anticipated that at the end of this episode, I would be doing a hard launch of my new boyfriend. And wow, did that backfire on me. (laughs) I've also mentioned how competitive I am and how I am a Scorpio. 
So when this happened, right after I recorded Mr. Four's episode, I knew I couldn't stop what I started and I needed to finish the series for myself, let alone the people who have been listening along so far. Mr. Seven was the one who encouraged me to start this podcast. He listened to me pitch the idea of the series and he supported it fully. When I was in Arizona with him, I played him the monologue and Mr. One and Mr. Two's episode before they were published as we drove around in his Benz, listening to them together for the first time. I asked him if he was embarrassed and he said, no, why would I be embarrassed? It's not my episode you're talking about. But what I was really trying to ask was if he was embarrassed to be with me or if he was proud of me and what I was accomplishing. And when I was with him in Arizona playing house for the week, he told me he was proud of me and that meant more than any compliment he had ever given. Because even though I was getting 30 plus orders a day with Crafty Mama Murr, social media was taking off and my girls were healthy. My family and friends are amazing. All I was looking for him was to validate me or tell me that he was proud of me. Molly didn't budge because all she had left was her name. But I just got my name back and there's so much more ahead for me. Because through navigating dating as a single mom, I became the best version of myself for me and my daughters and my family and friends. Mr. Seven can try and call me snake-like, manipulative, and disturbing, but I think he should take a good look in the mirror and ask himself who tried to gaslight a single mother into thinking that it was her fault he was on hinge in Miami. I am Miranda Olson. I am the best version of me. And people have asked me if I'm going to have a hard time being in a relationship again and trusting again. And my response is not at all because I trust myself now more than ever. And God bless my gut and my intuition because it was so spot on. For the first time in my life, I walked away from someone who I really wanted to be with. I wanted him to chase me. I wanted him to apologize and work this out with me. But I realized I don't want to be with someone that makes me feel like, well, if he did X, Y, and Z, then he could make it up to me and we could work it out. I don't want to be with a man who I have to make excuses for and justify their actions. I want a man whose actions speak louder than their words. I saw a future with seven. I put my entire heart on the line. There is nothing I regret or I would change about the first four months together. The only thing I wish is that he would have just made the decision to end it instead of having it end with me being disgusted with another human being. But I have my name back, just like Molly, and no one can ever say Miranda Olson is a ghoster like Mr. One, sends unsolicited dick pics like Mr. Two, lacks in communication like Mr. Three, is a catfisher like Mr. Four, doesn't care like Mr. Five, is shady like Mr. Six, or is a manipulative gaslighter like Mr. Seven. Through this all, I became the best version of myself. I have no idea what dating looks like for me moving forward, besides the fact I'm just waiting for my Travis Kelsey to come sweep me off my feet. But to the seven men who took me on dates as a single mama, thank you for helping me find myself and learn how to date again with a purpose. Mr. One taught me that the person I was looking for would not ghost me and come back months later asking for a second chance. Mr. Two taught me that it is okay to have a type and not to feel bad if someone is not yours. Mr. Three taught me that if the chemistry is not there, you do not have to force it and it is okay to walk away from a nice person. Mr. Four taught me that if you feel like you are being catfished or lied to, you shouldn't feel obligated to stay on the date. You can just leave to save everyone's time. Mr. Five taught me that you can care for someone but not care for them at the same time and actions will always speak louder than any words can. Mr. Six taught me that no one else would save me and only I could save myself. And Mr. Seven taught me that I can trust and love a person again until they give me a reason to not trust them. And if my gut is telling me something is up to never silence her again. Ironically, every day since I flew home from Arizona, Crafty Mom Murr has been growing at an exponential rate. My brother asked me the other day what I think the cap is for selling crochet patterns, and I have no idea what the ceiling for that is. But what I do know is with the way my career, Crafty Mama Murr, and other things in life are going, the only thing a man can add to my life is happiness, security, and partnership. 
because in the month after breaking up with Seven, I realized that not only will I make it myself without having a man, but that I can be a financially successful single mama without needing a man. I will not let the past 11 months of dating as a single mama discourage me from the future. In fact, I'm looking forward to who or what might jump into my life next. But I also know that my heart wants to love again. And as easy as it might be to jump into another relationship, my biggest takeaway from all of this is that I do have time and I need to take things slow so that I don't get hurt again. Dating as a single mama can be scary, but it can be filled with so many good memories too. And even though there were some pretty low lows this year, there are so many highs left in my life. And that's what I'll hold on to as I start dating again. Thank you for listening to this series and letting me have a space to feel. And if you don't mind, I am very much looking forward to shifting away from my dating life and leaning more into crafting and mom life for the next few episodes. I have some great topics lined up along with some amazing people I'm going to bring on. Maggie, thank you again for all of your side comments, uh, but also for everything you do for me and for being there to hold my hand and cry with me or laugh with me. Um, your shift on the podcast has officially come to an end, but I will gladly have you back for future episodes. Well, I will miss everyone, but I will be back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you again for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Murr and follow along for more parts. And I hope the Arkansas Razorbacks never win a national championship. Bye. Mama. Mama. Crafty Mama Mar.